Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How are you doing, John? Hello. So the CrossFit Games is just wrapped up, and we're going to kind of cover what this means, what it has, what the CrossFit Games has meant to the fitness industry as a whole, what it meant to CrossFit affiliates, some of the things I think they do very right, uh, some of the things I think they get very wrong, some of the things I think the fans who are excited about are wrong, some of the things I think the fans are upset about, they're wrong. Um, the ups, downs, in, outs, the good shit and the bullshit of the CrossFit Games, as well as some other big fitness news that's coming across the entire industry uh, this week. So this week's kind of just a look into uh, a couple big news items, big happenings in the fitness space this week. If you don't give a shit about CrossFit, you'll like this one too, trust me. So stay <laughs> in. Uh, you're going to dig it. Make sure before we get started, make sure you go to Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That link is in our description. Uh, that's where we run the blog posts and polls. We have a bunch of nice engagement. We have good quality information for gym owners to help other gym owners make their gym ownership life a hell of a lot easier. Um, if you want to get in the Gear Academy, which is our business coaching product, that is at gymownersrevolution.com. You have questions about that, you can email John and I at yourmom at hackyourgym.com. Let's get started. Yeah, follow the show at Gym Owners Podcast. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone, Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone, and you follow John at jbanksfl. All right, let's get started. CrossFit Games. I don't follow it anymore, like the ins and outs of the athletes. It's one of the things that I, as a person who trains, as a person who's done fitness, as a person who's competed in sport, I find that following other athletes is lame and is a waste of our time, <laughs> first off. I think it's weird. I think it's much like an adult man wearing another man's jersey to a game. I think it's strange. Uh, like you let your wife see you do that, guys, what are you doing? Even worse when these are like five foot five fitness guys who you're fanboying over. Aside from all of that, I'll talk a lot of shit because I'm giant and they're hobbits. But there's a lot of very – it's truly some some really, really impressive stuff that goes on with there. I think it is a yeah. – not the truest test of – not the most ideal test of fitness or whatever you want to use. But it is in a very fucking cool competition with some really incredibly impressive things going on. I didn't even know what was going on because it got all jammed up with COVID stuff. Remember, there was like, it was almost happened like one time at the end of year one. You know what I mean? It was offset in when it was happening. Uh -oh. Like, remember that? Like the open was yeah. shifted. And so now I think this is when it finally fell into like, this is normal times, I think. Now, it's back on ESPN, which is how I knew it was finally going on, aside from some of the people I follow voicing support or complaints for some of the things that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but seeing it on ESPN, somebody had posted this on uh, Instagram and they said, I don't think people understand how significant it is for CrossFit as a brand to have the games on ESPN again, even though it's long and tedious and a lot of the stuff the average population doesn't understand. Um, this yeah. person saw something, I think, at an airport or a restaurant. And my wife and I we were sitting in a sports bar on a Friday night or whatever, a Saturday, um, just sitting there and CrossFit games on TV. And there's a bunch of goddamn jacked hobbit psychos walking on their hands walking on their hand there was one of the events was like walking on your hands stop while on your hands do a handstand push-up keep walking another station handstand free space like free standing space and then keep going and then go upstairs downstairs hand it's just this crazy just it's just nuts right it's just an it's become but now when i'm watching this as a person who's owned a crossfit affiliate and tried to teach general fitness um that is fucking crazy like yeah. it's just it is you're at a point where like this is so specialized it's almost stupid yeah but i totally respect the skill set i get it 
Um, but that level of specialization is really incredible. There are feats of strength that fitness that you really don't see. It's hard to describe, right? Really what that is like short of seeing, watching, like, in my opinion, the like Olympic level gymnastics is crazy. You're like collegiate level gymnastics. Those people are the best athletes you and I will probably ever meet. You know what I mean? It, it really is crazy, but <clears throat> seeing it on ESPN is a big deal. Now, when I had opened my affiliate in 2016 or 17, um, it was right that big groundswell. I know the games had just kind of picked up a lot of steam. There was a lot of social media attention on CrossFit as a whole. And that was why I essentially wanted to open a CrossFit affiliate. I was training in a CrossFit gym. I believed in the methodology as it is written, not necessarily as it's performed nor as, as, as it is competitively yeah. competed. But I do believe in the methodology still for general, for general population. The brand was very visible. The brand was on the rise. And you would see this these incredible feats to the point where normal people, it would inspire normal people to go, holy shit, that's such a very far away standard of fitness, right? But it sure as shit looks like fitness, right? It does. It just, it is. Now, as a CrossFit affiliate owner at the time, the CrossFit Games and the CrossFit HQs, the overall branding of the games, athletes and things like this, their marketability, their social media presence was great free advertising. It was also the number one thing I had to diffuse when I was selling new, new members. It was the best and worst thing. There's so many people like, I could never do that. I don't want to do that. And, and it's like so many people that would have benefited from the way that we go about it because what we did was you know, constantly varied functional movement at a high intensity with fucking reasonable perspective on risk versus reward Jesus Christ, guys. Um, but a lot of that gets lost in the mix and the overall reputation is that's what it is. That's that, what tells it you is. How, that tells you how, you how popular it was. Yes, and, but that tells you how popular it was. So like if you got to diffuse some of that, that here in the Midwest, Susie Q homemaker who's got 20 pounds to lose knows not anybody's name, but knows what CrossFit is and knows that what it is is one of the terms that they use, forging elite fitness. And I think that's fantastic. Um, but I would also like to forge some pretty like average fitness for some people that have really elite fatness. That's because you know what I mean? Like, cause what I wanted to forge fitness yeah. from fatness around here. And that's a very tough sell when only, when a lot of the branding was elite, 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 elite. And this, what they're showing is elite and what they're showing is enviable in my opinion, very enviable. If you have that personality. Yes. Right. Or, or it's cripplingly so far away that it's like, oh my God. Like I remember, cause it was when I was, I was, when I was playing college football, um, CrossFit was being talked about briefly. So this is 2010, like 2008, 2009, 2010. And it's, I remember just the attitude was like, who the fuck do these people think they are? Like, these aren't, this isn't a sport. Like Correct. this is working out. Like it was an element where coming from sports, it was like, it, we lift weights too to do the sport. Like the idea that it was a sport was so an afterthought. But I remember when, um, what was it, College or Die? Not, um, remember that like it was like a comedy sketch thing that uh, either College Humor or Funny or Die. College yeah, yeah, Humor. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mixed the two. But I remember like, I think one of them did like a CrossFit parody where yeah. someone was like dying. So they're like, oh, it's CrossFit. And then they're like being douchebags, but then they're like throwing up and then like their fucking intestines yeah. are coming out of their mouths or whatever. But that's how much it was in the ethos of yeah. like, oh, that's what it is. So for fitnessing, it was like, oh, no, you just push yourself till you die. And people are yeah. like, oh, God, I don't want to do that. But the brand is becoming more visible again. And I think it's great. Um, I think 
I think that is great for the general population. I think they need to see that. I would love to see, though, equal parts marketing. I don't know how much money they make off the games. I think their big target is to make money off of the the open and then whatever partnerships and brand partnerships they have. I don't know what, like, CrossFit just pulls in for throwing an event that takes a week and the all the bullshit that has to go with managing it. I'm sure they're leveraging a lot of volunteers for the execution of a lot of that stuff. Um, but I think... I think that's really good. I think it's great for the industry. I think it's great for the industry as a whole for people to be inspired by fitness because sometimes when you are seeing everything in the context of sport, it's it's a bit daunting, right? Just watching football doesn't inspire somebody to get in shape. But watching somebody do physical things with their shirt off, you know, shot in a way with a good pump, you know what I mean? Like that, it works. And they do ESPN, they do a great job. CrossFit's media team has always done a really good job, I thought of making things look cool, making it look professional. Now, it's a multi-day event, so it's nearly unwatchable, short yeah. of just, you get it. If you're watching it, like, if you're following it, you're crazy, right? But if you just get in and something's on, I'll check it out. I always love tuning in at the deals. When I, I It works out great for me. I, t- I end up tuning in at the last day, the last couple men's, the last couple women's heats, so it all matters usually. And you're like, oh, cool, down to the wire, and you get locked in. But where we were sitting at, there's other people watching it around. It was on amongst nothing else. They did a great job putting it at a time of year when there's nothing going on, John. Yeah. This is one of the timing things that I think if, if I got to give them credit, there's no football yet. No. NBA is over. NBA is so over that they're showing preseason basketball games on TV. Or like so the Summer League. I'm trying to have you give a shit about the Summer League or you're something like that. not care about Summer League. You're just never going to do it. <laughs> and so I think that I think that's a, a pocket that they've fallen into. That, boy, they better stay in this time slot. Just stay yeah. in that fucking rules. Um, they are pulling out of Madison this year. I don't know where they said they were going to go, but I think this is the last year in Wisconsin. Um, sounds like they won't be going back, which I, I get it, right? I mean, there's just a lot fewer opportunities, and it's a probably very complicated for a lot of people to get there. Like, I, yeah, put it hosted in a put it in put America. it in fucking California. You know what <laughs> I mean? Where the weather's nice. That people like, know. Yeah, put it where the weather's always nice and where there's people. Please, fit people too, because you're gonna go there. You go there in Wisconsin, and there's just gonna be a bunch of people like, oh, gross. All the people with abs are in town now. <laughs> <laughs> like the, now, but I want to talk about some of the things that I think here's what I've seen lately. One of the topics that's come up and it's a sore subject. And I don't know my defense of CrossFit in this department is probably going to go farther than CrossFit would even defend themselves here. And I'm going to offend a lot of people that are well-meaning. Maybe if you take this as offense, you're nuts. This is just my opinion on the issue. There's been a lot of stink being raised about how CrossFit is handling the adaptive side of the CrossFit games. Mm. CrossFit runs the CrossFit games. They also have a team. They also have masters. I think they masters teams i think they're submasters, and, and it turns into this convoluted mess with standard competitions already that makes it dumber than even powerlifting from a dilution standpoint like nobody sure. gives a fuck if you won submasters bench only in the wpf fuck like it sucks nobody cares nobody cares. it's Definitely too dilute we're being too specific like i am the fittest guy at my exact height and body weight and age right now in the world probably Hands down. And if not, I can gain or lose a quarter pound and then I win that title again. So like, I just don't, yeah. And so, but, and I I don't follow all of this. I know some very well-meaning people that I correspond with regularly that have a lot of vested interest in it and they care a lot about it. And I think they do mean well about it. Talking to you, Tyler, 
and your fiance. Um, but what I see, no, but they are, they're well-meaning and they're like, you know, they, I think they're handling this wrong and there's some of the issues and I don't follow them all thoroughly um, because fundamentally my break comes before this and I'll explain. But basically it was like all the categorizations, categorizations, it's not enough. Like if you're a single amputee, lower half, above or below the knee, each one of those is a separate category. Mm. One arm versus two arm, above or below the elbow, uh, whatever. Like there's just, there ends up being, and now I may be diluting, I may be diluting it a bit further than it needs to be, but you understand what I'm saying. The logistics that it takes and the amount of inclusion, buzzword of the day, the amount of inclusion that, that you're that you're seeking, in my opinion, is not the CrossFit Games' fucking job to do. Because nobody gets fucking mad at the NBA that they're not completely operating a shadow league, a, mm-hmm. a partner league for, I mean, they do one for women, right? They're just, here you go, we'll pay for it, whatever. But now they got to do one for wheelchair basketball. And there has to be an NBA for wheelchair basketball. And then there needs to be an NBA for one-legged basketball. And they all need their chance and they all need to be in and everybody needs to be in. And then if you're, are we doing, and I don't know this, but like, I know there was a big scandal that had come up where somebody was told that at that point, point from year one to year two that essentially like with their disability they weren't disabled enough to qualify or something whatever mm. and that's a big snake yeah and i'm like well, i don't fucking know man you know what i mean like these are all decisions that should not be needing to be made frankly when you're trying to figure out the one two and three fittest men and fittest women in the world and that's the whole point of the whole goddamn conversation thing. now i've had to create this entire subcategory for you and i'm with it you should be able to compete but does the fucking NFL need to make you a league too? I don't yeah. think that that's fair to put that on a company that has the money, by the way. They got the fucking money. It's not about the money. It's just that you, you're now creating this untenable, completely divergent set of competitive standards and execution models and programming and equipment setups. Like for the people that rep and I, and, and I will say this, I do believe that regular people below the competitive are the ones that keep the CrossFit brand alive. And they oh, are. So you do want sure. to appeal to regular people. That's why you have the open and it's why you want to have adaptive divisions in the open and I'm with it, but do all roads need to lead to the CrossFit games? Fuck no. Yeah. So if you, and that's, I haven't, heard, it, I haven't heard anyone say this either. And that's what sucks is I just don't think it like, cause CrossFit's not saying like, I don't even think we should be doing this. And that's what well, I think when I see it. It's like, I don't think you should do this. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think those people are, are you as fit as the people that are on the podium? Are you in the conversation? Well, probably not because you have some limitations. Great. I think that there should, be, I would prefer, here's the, when I talk solutions, I wish somebody from up and within that community, you can solicit CrossFit for partnerships, for funding the same thing you can use those same inroads that they're using right now like for use rogue and all these other stuff like you can get partnerships and money and put the adaptive games and it doesn't need to be crossfit branded and it doesn't need to be run by crossfit or christ if you run it run it at a different time run it and have it really be and you handle the headaches handle yeah. all the logistics of it handle all the subcategories of it see how the how the eyes are is it going to catch the eyes? Is it going to be worth the money to sponsor? In my opinion, it probably just won't be because it's really specialized. It'll be very great for the families and the people com- competing. I think you can inspire lots of people in their adjacent communities. Are you going to get these giant public eyes on it? No, probably not. 
Maybe you showcase some of these athletes at the games when you do. You have you recognize their wins after or at the game. I don't know. I don't know the right. solution to this necessarily, but I do not believe that them having to run all these concurrent tiers based on ability is nuts. I don't believe they should have a teens division. I don't believe they should have masters. I kind of think team the team CrossFit games is the fucking most boring shit in the world to watch. And I don't even think that should be there because I think it sucks, dude. It's, it's just a way for like kind of people who are a little washed out and like, can't quite compete on their own. And like, yeah, we'll just get a team together. I'll stay fit. And they all kind of partner up from God knows where and they put it together and they go win whatever piddly little amount of money they get from it. And I just don't, I, I get that part of it that it's cool for those competitors. But again, I've said this about strongman. If your sport is for the competitors and not the spectators, your sport yeah. fucking sucks. Okay. And that's a thing that powerlifting has always got wrong. It's a thing that strongman has tended to get right. That it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Go break your shit. Let's get serious. Yeah, we're yeah, Bill Kazmaier, we're flipping over cars today, and we haven't thought about putting the parking brake on them or what happens if they don't get all the way over. And some people are gonna get crushed by cars today. That's like that's happened. At the world's strongest man, but I'll tell you what—I remember that, and I watch that shit, and it's awesome. It's really awesome. There's also there's an element right of inclusion to eventually you're up your own. Like it's you end up becoming the villain. Right, we see this even like in the woke culture too. Right, eventually you go so woke that now you're racist again. (laughs) It's like what the fuck that's happening. Yes, yeah, and so uh, I think that there is a, and I think that's what's happened here. It's like we want to be one of the things I've. There's a guy, um, Trevor Bata, he's a guy out of San Antonio. I traveled to interview with him um, at Mastodon. He's doing tons of amputee. He had done tons of fitness stuff, and he was really inspired by um, um, Aldrich Logan, uh, who's another mm. amputee who had competed in fitness. And um, anyway, so I had, we were new with Mastonomics. I had free airline tickets, so I flew down and spent a weekend with him, trained with him and stuff, and had a nice conversation about his injury and what happened. And, and, and at that time, I said – you know, you do this, you're just ripping this shit in your garage and you're like really pushing yourself really hard. And for what I said, you know, you could really, for the same inspiration you got from him, you could go out and compete. And he did. He went out and started doing some competitions, some partner competitions, adaptive competitions. And I think he felt the same way that his, the benefit that he had from having done that was he got to share the gift of that inspiration with other people, but he was competing in adaptive competitions. They yeah. chose to do this. And I part of me feels like CrossFit's hand is being forced with this. And I could be wrong. Their PR people will argue with me and they're going to say, oh, absolutely not. We do this willingly and blah, blah, blah. And we don't think it's convoluted or a bit patronizing or just unnecessary or dilutes a lot of our efforts that go into putting into the games um, to make sure that anybody and everybody gets to compete is what it kind of feels like. And I was like, I just don't think that that's the standard you want when you're trying to build a professional sport what's in, what's interesting is what you're talking about like that pressure is like even peloton has an adaptive division now yeah so like their instructors have an adaptive like it, like it's so in the ethos of again having these things that are there in front of do everyone you, do you know the first adaptive fitness inspiration i ever got this is really funny the i, I think one. i think it is the um What's the Horton guy? Was that Insanity? The DVDs, oh, yeah. right? Was yep. that some yep. Tony Horton? P90X or whatever. P90X. I think it was P90X, right? Yeah. In the background of P90X, there's a guy. That guy had one leg. 
he was doing it on like a peg or a blade or something. And I was like, what the fuck? That guy looks really familiar. And I was like, that's the guy from Super Troopers. It's Rabbit from Super Troopers, the rookie. And I, yeah, and I looked into it, and it is. And he is an amputee, and he was in fucking P90X. Eric Stolhansky? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. I got I to gotta look this up now in case I was like, Eric from P90X is Rabbit from Super Troopers. There you go. Yeah, what was it like doing P90X with a prosthetic leg? Yes. And so, the, <laughs> by the way... This dude never said anything about it ever in anything. I mean, never. I never would have known he was an amputee ever. And and, not, and he's like an actor and a damn funny one, too. And then he's just anonymously in the background of this workout DVD. And it was really, really funny. But anyway, that's that's all, all things aside. From. But I've, I've wore the subject out. I just think I think that the, the worst thing that's going to happen is I think people, when they hear this, they're going to go, what are you saying? These people shouldn't get to compete. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just saying that they don't need to be built the biggest platform in the world when there isn't really the demand to watch it. And I think it's patronizing to do so. I also think that they should be given a platform to inspire other people as well, because there's plenty of people in their situation. And I know people in those situations who have a hard time getting motivated, had a hard time realizing that they can do these things. And one of the things that I used to do um, when I was younger, we worked for this camp for kids that would do you know, two, two different two week blocks every summer. And so I work with them even in my adulthood. But what we would do is these camps, we set excursions, events every day for these kids with very different, differing, differing abilities, different situations from physical to mental limitations all the way across the board. But what we did with that thing was made sure that they had, they could do it, whatever it was. And so when you're a guy like me, like I'm a big, huge, strong guy, my job very often is to like, okay, well, you want, you want to swim? You never thought to swim because you're paralyzed from the neck down right sure fortunately we got big guys and get you in the water make sure you don't drown right that's, that's what awesome and so you're just yeah. there kind of doing the stuff same thing with riding horses it's what therapeutic horseback riding um in that community is, is fantastic but a lot of it is well how are they going to get on get off yeah you need some people to make it work for them but horseback riding to boat riding to going tubing to um shit playing basketball it's just tons of little things to make them feel like they can do these other things and to give them those moments right and I think that that is very important. And I know that that's the function that this part of the games is serving. I know that that is, that's the bigger picture. Um, but the fucking argue about it when we dilute it down to this, we dilute it down this far. I just think it sucks. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. That does like, this isn't a great PR move for me to come out and be like, I don't think, I don't think these adaptive people should be bothered, bothering the CrossFit games about competing in the CrossFit games. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I think, I think they should be able to compete. I think somebody needs to take up the realm and build that adaptive division up. I think the CrossFit games can certainly fund it. I think if you guys think you can manage it better, definitely do it. And then but take it off of this, this platform and do it yourself so that it's, it's you and it's you doing it because then, by the way, it's guided by you, not just CrossFit doing it because if they don't, there's going to be a bunch of people mad at them. And like, that sucks. that's, that's the point you're making. The issue is yeah. not the fact that they have it. The issue is that a bunch of fucking people that aren't neurodiverse are bitching and complaining about it. So get yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, 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 Yo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that, 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 those different diversities and then breaking it apart. That's not the complaint. The complaint is shut the fuck up. If you have a complaint, go fix it or <laughs> yeah. just shut the fuck up. It has nothing yeah. to do with you. So shut your yeah, goddamn mouth good. and stay out of it. I just think it doesn't belong there. It doesn't belong yeah. on that stage for the same reason that we don't got to worry about at the end of the NBA finals going, okay, well now, now we've got the one-armed finals. It's like, well, 
K. But, well, what are we letting people amputated below the elbow compete in this division? Geez, they don't get their own division. What the fuck? And that's the issue is every request is being made is to like make an entirely new special tier of competition. And I just don't, I don't think that that's necessary, but I do think that what CrossFit offers from, because you have coaching and you have movement that is truly functional in its, in its origin, not again, not in the execution, but when you're talking, pushing, pulling, hinging, standing, pressing, throwing these things, functional movements those movement patterns can be baked in and are extremely useful for people who maybe don't understand that going to a gym is a amputee or as you know in a wheelchair is like well, what am i gonna do well a coach then can teach you and a coach knows and there's they've done a great job i do think crossfit in educating people and there's plenty of people within the community educating people on how to coach and how to teach i had two or three um adaptive athletes in my crossfit gym uh, one was essentially from, you know, rib cage down wheelchair, um, had another on one leg and another with just kind of a dead, um, dead arm. I don't know how to describe it. Right. Sure. Um, and, but like in those situations, I need to lean on other people for experience and like how to coach this and what can I do? What can't I do? And I do believe that those varying special degrees of specialization that exist within there, um, I think that that is valuable to have a bunch of people in a centralized community where you can go, Hey, I do need to know what someone who is a above the knee or what the difference is between above the knee or below knee amputee is and what they can and can't do in this situation, or what is going to be better for a quadriplegic versus paraplegic What is better with right arm versus left leg. Like what, what can I do? What issues are there with the prosthetics specifically? This is the thing people don't understand is like the prosthetics very often like are, a big issue in the training that's a primary cause of of pain and friction and a lot of that yeah, stuff that's not all the things don't fit perfect and kick ass and knowing that though that's a whole new world that's an entire new world for a coach to know and coach to understand and to expect like a competitive organization to have to put this together i, I don't know i just don't think it, i just don't think it belongs at the games but i do like it on the local level and not to yes, help like have help have a, a transition to another topic but it's like the idea of like what differentiates right your gyms locally where you are from larger box entities or big organizations that are going to come in and yeah. start gobbling up the market share is your we ability have, to specialize we have a big there's big news in that department coming i got one more subject to cover here on crossfit <laughs> the crossfit yeah. games uh drugs y'all oh yeah <laughs> y'all um my eye test is not wrong um almost never i'll tell you this i i've my eye test, I, I don't know what to say. There's some, it takes one to know one aspect to it. There's also, it's been long enough in, spent long enough in the game, long enough in the industry to see. Um, your eye test is probably not right all the time. Not you, John, but you, if you're listening. If you're the type of person that's everyone that's more jacked than me is on steroids or everyone that's stronger than me is on steroids, you're, that's just yeah. you, all right? Um, but I can tell you I got a pretty good eye for it, and there's some criteria I do use that's not just the eye test, but if I'm being honest, my eye test has me right. 90, 95% of the time. And then usually other data just tends to support it. A lot of these athletes use drugs, guys. I hate to break it to you. No. And they're I not just using like big man drugs. They're not just using testosterone and shitloads of fucking growth hormone and like stuff for pure size. Cause while a lot of these people look jacked, most of them are small. So right. you're seeing hobbits amongst hobbits who are simply lean and carry a lot of muscle. A lot of these guys, while some do look very freakishly big on camera, a lot of them, when you see them in person, they look like they probably are in shape when they're wearing a T-shirt. They do not look like that. 
So um, take that with a grain of salt. But there is a lot of other substances out there that are used for performance, for endurance. The types of drugs that these guys are going to take are much more likely going to be seen in, say, uh, endurance sports. That's how I'm getting popped, like Endurable or some shit, you know. Um, endurance sports, uh, MMA fighters, probably very, very similar. If I had to, like, draft what I would give a competitive CrossFit Games athlete, for drugs, it would be if it was an untested situation, it would be the same as if I were to dope up a untested MMA fighter, nearly. Now, our Peloton Cross- episode will have the exact ingredients that Tyler recommends. Yeah, yeah our Peloton episodes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about drug use within the Peloton community. <laughs> now, I don't, um, I'm not saying everybody's on, some are definitely not, um, but I'm going to say there is a large percentage of that field. Um, I don't want to throw numbers out there. I'm conservatively going to say one in five men and women, in my opinion, are taking something throughout the year. Now, the issue is they're not doing like uh, like, like the UFC is doing, which is doing a testing pool where these people are having to get tested year-round. They're going to get tested essentially during the regional situation. So, like, these guys yeah. can dope. They can get a few things, even if it's simply to heal up in an off-season, to mend a little bit so you can run some growth hormone, you can start to build your engine, you can maybe add a little bit of size, but then you got to come off. Um, but if these this, – this, listen, people finish and test hot every year at the games. It happens at least a handful every single year for something. Those people are fucking idiots because they know when the games are. They've known for a year. So those people are just dumb shits who didn't get cleared enough or something, right? Um, The rest of the year, they're on their own. WADA's not showing up seven, eight times a year randomly. These guys don't have to report to a testing pool. And for one of the same reasons they don't do that is because logistically it would be a nightmare, much like having to host 25 different subcategories of adaptive games. Right. That is logistically just not really viable when we're trying to determine the fittest man and woman on earth. That we have to determine the fittest man and woman on earth with one arm. Right. I don't believe that you can test all of these people year round. It just doesn't work. Right. Unless you can basically have a pool of who is a professional, your top tiered people then all have to go into a pool, just like they do in the UFC. Once you're under contract, but then you're under contract. So then you have to start building what I would describe, what they tried to do back when, which is like a competitive season, right? Mm-hmm. Launches of competitions, and then maybe those contest tests, but you don't have to attend all those. And so um, I think drug use is much more prevalent than you're seeing when in regards to the testing. I also don't believe that they report all of the results to all the tests. I believe they choose who they report to. Um I don't say anything, anyone specific necessarily that hasn't been caught already. Cause I won't, um, but some that have, what was the, there was that gal a few years ago. This is one of the funniest ones about it. It's this gal tested positive for MK six, seven, seven, which is a, um, it's what I would describe. It's a growth hormone secretagogue, which is essentially it's oral it's under the category of SARMs, but it's not truly a SARM. It's one of the few SARMs that you don't have to inject. It's probably the only because SARMs, if you take them orally, your stomach acid destroys them. So they have to be injected. This isn't technically a SARM, but MK677 ramps up your body's ability to produce growth hormone and then doesn't completely crash you after the fact. So it's like taking a little bit of growth hormone. It's pretty affordable. Um, I've taken it in the past and I just got super water retention from it. It was the problem I had. Like I was just so bloated, like it sucked. And maybe that had to do with, um, you know, also the 
Diana Ball or whatever else was going on. But like once that was introduced, it was like unbearable. I'd wake up sweaty and my hands were so fucking puffy. I'd be like, I can't, I cannot deal with this shit. But MK677, the thing about that stuff is it is the most fucking intensely disgusting tasting thing on earth. Like I can't imagine eating anything. <laughs> it's a liquid you put in a dropper and I would have to drop it in like, like juice and the, I, I couldn't put it in like a whole tall glass of juice to dilute it enough because it would make a whole tall glass of juice really fucked up and then hard to drink because it'd be like 12 15 ounces you're just oh god it's all gross so i'd take like a coffee mug right up full and then put the droplets you know the the dropper vial whatever in there and then take it yeah. and even then it was nasty i would have to chug that then fill it again with juice that's not this flavor but then doesn't have any in and then chug that and swish it around in my mouth to get it out right I mean, just yeah. fucked up. It would hang with you. Then you'd have to brush your teeth. Like, gross shit to have to do a couple times a day, right? And this girl, I don't remember. Uh, Abbott? No. Emily she, Abbott. Was she the one? She was the one who got... Did you just look that up? Yeah. Good for you. She's a redhead. She's nice. I've seen her on interviews and shit. Um, she got caught for it. And yeah, swore. Five, five years ago or so. Purely denial. Like, deny, 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 deny. And hey, I don't know her. Maybe in her heart, she thinks it's true. Her story was that her boyfriend or husband was taking it and yeah, that she must have, was got it, it. must have got it from kissing him once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And first off, it takes like a fair amount of that to like really get in, in your system one and two. It's like getting pregnant off the uh, the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened, mom. I went to bathroom. Uh, public, public I can tell you, there's no fuck. If, if, if you kissed your significant other and that was taste was in their mouth in, in any way, you take them to the <laughs> hospital. You think there's something wrong. Like for yeah. real, like there's, there's, no, like, there's you're dying. And I don't know how much, I don't know what you guys do in the bedroom. Maybe straight up just <laughs> spitting in your mouth. I don't fucking know what you're into lady, but that is, I hate to break it to you. But when they say that, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, you're saying what you need to say, but I don't believe that. And so there's a lot of that stuff tonight. There was another girl who got caught with CrossFit for, I want to say it was like something pretty intense. I think it might've been even like I'm tempted to say trend and this one might have been around the same era maybe a year or two before and she said it was from like swallowing semen of her husband who was taking it and I was like yeah I don't think that's how that works either <laughs> like so but that's mad that's bad props though like just go props, be like, no, for you, cheaper. now <laughs> the thing about this is what I aside from just bringing up these these stories most people who get caught for drugs that aren't like sometimes you'll get out there and it's like oh it's something i was taking certainly yes submit all your supplements that you've been taking um submit them and they'll test them and they can they will determine if that's even possible right they they, they can do that so you can get out of it that's what that whole appeals process is these don't even come up until after the appeals process so all things have been exhausted in that regard but at that point as far as i know everybody Here's another. Every single person that I know who's ever been on probation or parole who has had to tell the story when they fail a drug test or even for their employer, right, who has failed a drug test for marijuana for their employer. Do you know what they all have in common when they tell their boss that it's because they were in a car with somebody who was smoking or near someone who was smoking? Every single person I know, everyone who has ever said that, without exception, 100% of them were lying. (laughs) Everyone who I've ever known who has had has used that excuse was lying. No, you pissed hot for weed because you were smoking pot and that's fine but that's just and this is with some of these games athletes and whatever the excuse i was just like yeah okay yeah you were in a car with a bunch of people who were doing steroids i guess and that's how this happened but it's it is just one of those things that in regards to the games at that level of competition people are going to cheat 
They're going to cheat every way that they can. As long as it's banned and they're taking it, I'm not on board with it. If it's allowed, you give me an untested fitness league, dude, that'd fucking be wild. That'd be really be wild. Like I'm kind of about that. Like just pull the testing off and let's just go. Now I know they don't want to do that because the foundation of the business is general people and normal people. And I don't think you need somebody looking like, well, I, I know this, but that's, that's part of the issue with this. Right. Right. So I think it's in the game's best interest to keep it clean. Um, yeah. because making things more impressive on the top end, on the elite fitness end, uh, doesn't push the needle forward for the average person that someone that the female snatched, you know, 285, 286 pounds, you know, in the games, in a competition after three days or whatever, that doesn't, the difference between that and if she hit 340 just doesn't, I guess nobody gives true. a shit, yeah. right? Nobody cares. Because that, that's strong man in bodybuilding. Yeah. Like it's. Nobody, yeah, nobody knows. Like you go to strongman competition, the general population doesn't know the difference. They just see a car getting lifted up. They just see a stone right. get lifted. It's entertainment value. So nobody cares if these people are a second faster in the general population. So it doesn't build the brand much anymore. So it only is yeah. a benefit to those specific athletes. So I think it's in the best interest of the CrossFit games, games and the CrossFit HQ at CrossFit as a brand and the affiliates for the sport to remain clean. Because every single one of these things that comes up and now it makes it look like all those people are all jacked up and on the juice and and whatever. So if you want to make an adaptive separate CrossFit, go for it. And if you want to make a sauced up CrossFit, like I'm with it too. Like I'll donate. I'll donate, man. Let's go. (laughs) Let's fucking go. I'm with it. I just want to see what's possible, you know? Yeah. Now, so that's kind of, that's just what I have to say about that, I guess. I think, I think that the sport is being a bit protective of the stuff by keeping some of this stuff pretty quiet and very often i do think that it seems like they go after athletes that they just kind of particularly don't like i'd be willing to bet if you really were liked a lot and were very popular that your results will either get double checked or your appeals will get drug out for a long time and nothing sneaks out about it and that was one of the things about i think the way it was at least structured before and i don't know this for sure for say this year um was that when a positive test was issued they only reported it back to basically the people in charge of the games. And then they determined where it went. These are, this isn't like third-party testing that gets publicized by a third party. Do you know how we handled it in college? Nobody got sport? told. Well, it got told. So the, the school, so NCAA would come in and they would drug test a couple times a year. Yeah. And you fucked that up. It was like very, very hard to save you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going over top of anyone who can protect you. Yeah, it just is like, it's no, like the governing body has shown up. They are drug testing, but we got drug tested every, every month, every two months. Like there was a quota, right? That they needed to meet, but the school drug tested. So if you were a piece of shit when you played and you popped positive to the schools, oh, they will happily kick you the fuck off the team. Like you just, you just gave them all that they needed. But if you were a baller, you just got a boot this week. Like yeah. You're just, you're injured. You can't yeah. play like you're injured. You can't play, you know, it's what, and that, and so that was how it was handled. And it yeah. just was like, dude, you've got to tighten up because the whole idea was like, you've got to have this under control to not pop positive because when, when the, the governing body shows up, body. we can't save you. And yeah. it just was like, Oh, well, looks like so-and-so's injured for 
you know, the gimme game that's on Saturday. <laughs> right. You know, if we're playing LSU, if we were fucking playing LSU, there was no boot. It just was like, yeah. you get your shit figured out, yeah. but we need yeah. you on. We need yeah. you yeah. Double down this week. <laughs> do what yeah. you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's not just, and I think the way CrossFit handles this is a little bit like that as well. I don't think all of it, but I think there's, there's an incentive from a PR standpoint for them to treat this very much like um, when an employer has in their employment contract with people that like, we can drug test you and we can get rid of at least here. We can fire you if you test positive. Right. And I've, I've worked for people, companies that instead of laying people off and paying unemployment for the winter, right. What they do is they would go through and they would do random drug tests that week. Not for all the guys, not for all the guys, by the way, they, they would do right by the guys who are good, but you get some dickhead who is late and gives you headaches all the time and no shows once or twice a week all the time comes time for layoffs to come. That guy's catching random drug tests this week so that he gets booted out the door. I love that. You know, yeah, because you just know. So at the very yeah. least, that's one surefire way for you to cut bait without having any recourse coming your way. So um, that's kind of the wrap up for what we had from the CrossFit Games and what it means to the people. But I want to cover one more big piece of news here. John, we got time, right? Yeah. Okay. Nike. Nike's making moves into the fitness studio space. A lot of moves. And I'll tell you one thing or two. If you know a thing or two about Nike. They got deep pockets and they can roll. So a lot of you guys, if we're, you know, it's they've used, they're using the term, the buzzword, boutique gyms, running boutique mm -hmm. fitness studios. Um, they're going to start opening them up. They've already established pricing. They've already established what the fulfillment is going to look like. These are going to be boutique fitness studios, $99 a month. Flat membership. Um, there will be two separate types, I believe. I don't know if these were, I don't think it, did, I don't think it felt like these were two separate types of classes. It seemed like these were two completely separate types of studios and gyms. One was going to be Nike training studio and the other was going to be Nike running studios. Um, training is going to focus a little more on lifting weights and things like this. The running is obviously like you do, you do fucking math on that. Um, yeah. but first off, these are going to crush. These are going to do very, very well. They're very approachable. Um, I think they're going to work for Nike because uh, Nike doesn't need to make a lot of money off the fitness. Nike can get involved, whatever they need to on the real estate side of things, whatever that play mm -hmm. looks like for them. Um, the other thing is they will be selling Nike apparel. The big thing I like about this is in these locations, it gives the opportunity for Nike branded, locally focused apparel to be sold apparel, shoes, all this stuff. Now it's not just going to be Nike stuff on the shelf. It's going to be, you know, Nike, denims, Nike, you know, oh, yeah. wear, you know what I mean? That just apparel as well. The wearable fitness technology is going to be big as well in there. Um, but it's going to be for those of you to pay, or squirming, it's classes. I, I, there's nothing about this that I saw in there that indicates that this is open gym, free gym, or anything like this. Everything that I saw said classes, 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 like running classes and cardio classes and fitness more of a weight training focused stuff, meaning it's going to be a bit on the fluffy side. And by fluffy, I mean like, you know, not for me or John to go do. Like right. you'll get a nice little sizzle and get a lead. I think it's going to be a, but the experience is going to be fucking crisp. This is my thing. Like Nike branding is awesome. The lighting is going to rule. Uh, all the equipment's going to be top notch. It's going to be really cool stuff. The music's going to be great. It's supposed to be, you know, upbeat, up tempo stuff. I think it's going to crush shit like the, your YMCA classes and stuff because it's nearly approachable from a price point stamp pricing standpoint, and it's just so much more premium, like mm -hmm. so much. More. 
Um, for those of you that did run group classes and don't do anything else, I think one of the principles John and I teach quite regularly that will keep you afloat as this type of model. Nike won't be the only one doing this in the long run, by the way. Five years from now, mark my words, there will be more people doing, more big brands doing the same thing. Or, they or, recognize, sim or similar things. <laughs> yeah, and because they recognize the need for everyone there's just so many people that need are hungry for fitness and, and nike can make it approachable i can't i can't do a hundred dollar membership because i don't have the money to open up and float the overhead and to maybe lose money for two or three years while i just occupy market share in an emerging still emerging growing market if nike comes out and does this and, and has success which it will do you know how close lululemon will be to having yoga studios oh, yeah yeah like get the fuck and, out like it would be and, instant and so i think there is a I wouldn't be afraid of this because I think it's going to let a lot of people, it's going to let a, get a lot of people in and they're going to recognize the limitations of those classes. First off, it is sure. simply going to be exercise. That's what I want you guys to understand. And you can always do what differentiates you. You right. do real training. We do real lifting weights or you do, you do have clubs. You have a more community aspect stuff. You are, it is a bit more social. You're not Nike. Okay. So that's going to feel very good to some people. And so you need to lean into it. I wouldn't sweat it. I think it's a great opportunity for the fitness industry as a whole though. Because when you talk investors wanting to move in and money and resources starting to move towards these types of projects, that helps you. It really does help you because it grows the whole thing. If you can get, in, if in your area, 2,000 people find their way to fitness this year, to, to working out regularly, no matter where it is, let's say none of them are with you, you know they don't stay where they stay for the entire duration of their fitness journey. And so then when they find, when they find, most people don't know what they need or what they want. So they're going to go to whatever they can and hopefully it sticks. And then when they find out what they do want or what their next need is, you're there, but you need more people pursuing that lifelong fitness journey. Nike can fucking make them do it. And I'd be happy to have one in town here. Well, and I would not attend at all, yeah, it's going to raise the tide, right? Like that idea yeah. of like the rising tide, because you realize it's going to be a, a hilarious amount of money. Their <sighs> marketing and advertising is going to throw at yeah. this, right? It's, it's going to be astronomical and they're already prepping. So when you take a look at this, you can see like Nike has, they're getting more focused, like they're getting rid of their, their yoga handle, right? But like completely dropping the yoga line concept, yeah. they're adapting and changing where now everything's Nike wellness, yeah. So it's like it's part of like their major pillars of just increasing knowledge when it comes to wellness and rest and, and, tr and training that will get people thinking and talking about it because that's yeah. all you need. A lot of times this is the hardest thing for you guys in your community where it's like it's I just want people to like it's so like I just want everyone to start doing more. So if you just like said, if they start getting into that world, then they get exposed to it. And eventually yep. people do, they try it, but then they do, they do want something that's a little bit more hands-on. But do you it, know where, do you know where I would say, well, for sure, 90% of our OG members at Massonomics gym, like the OGs who started it within the first year, do you know where 90% of them were training before Massonomics opened? YMCA. Oh, no shit. You've seen that gym, John. That is not YMCA people down there. That is not YMCA equipment. But that is where everybody started. Everybody was there directly before. Matter of fact, we have we had a thing there when we opened up because the YMCA director got kind of shitty. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of the things we had posted that was like, and it was, it was like a Hitler me Hitler meme video. It was like when the YMCA decides to raise their membership prices out of the blue, right? 
And uh, anyway, he flipped out and did some, you know, it's like, dude, who the fuck are you? Fuck off. You're the CEO. Awesome. Right. And so anyway, so now what we have is if you see on the wall, you, you probably didn't notice there's a cork board where everybody you know, slaps their former YMCA memberships. The Y cards are up there. Awesome. That's all of these guys when they were small and dorky and now they're all huge and jacked. I'm like problem solved here. But, but that, I, this is but God, it's so important though. Like that, I want that. Like if you're if you've made it to minute forty seven and you're still with us, it's you need to take you need to take that lesson really to heart. Where it was, the why covered the that eighty percent or whatever it was, right? They covered the majority, which means if if you appeal to everyone, it means that it's it, people just settle. Like you're the spot that they mm -hmm. go to. So the real key is like that niche down, which Massonomics would have been. CrossFit would yeah. have been like these are niche down communities within a larger fitness community. And just like you said, it's like it's from it's there's a lot of fatness. So think about anyone, any of your communities, unless you live in, I don't know, San Diego or some shit. It's like the majority of your communities are just an overwhelming amount of just fatness and low participation yep. participation when it comes to fitness you just got to get them into that world because then once people get exposed to it they're like i really hate this or i really like this and then yep. they start to it's no longer nerve-wracking i want to start because i'm already in it and now it'll inspire them to try new things and this is right. one thing back to even like the crossfit methodology that i always liked is trying new sports yeah that being baked into the kind of the pitch of what it, what it really means to be fully fit their definition of fitness is regularly trying new sports. And I think that that is, that is what is going to happen in this Nike space here is it's going to be, these people are going to like lifting some ways. I kind of like to just not have it be with loud music and some fit 20 year old say, oh, here we go with a headset. And that's, that'll work for some people until it doesn't, or until they don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to go somewhere else, but it's going to give them ideas. And at that price point at $99 a month, everyone can afford it. And everyone, yeah. like you're talking $40, $50 a month for a standalone 24-hour membership for most places here anyways, at least at least where I'm at, that are just normal, run-of-the-mill stuff. Yeah. Double that, but it's in a super clean premium environment that will, I promise you, wow you when you walk in. I yeah. believe it will be super clean. It will, I mean, it will, it will, it will deliver on every detail. It, I, if they're, if they're going to do this right, it's going to work for Nike and it's going to work for you and your community. That's what I think. It's going to work for everybody. Um, but it should raise the bar for some of these little details and it should give you some ideas. But there's a thing that they do, a, a business like that, that can afford all that attention to detail and to throw a lot of money at and to operate at a loss for a very long time until exactly. it just works because they've got 200 locations, right? Is when you go to like Disneyland, Man, everything's fucking clean. Like mm -hmm. everything. I mean, everything looks like it was painted two days ago. Everything is glossy and polished. And every, this is what I do when I go to Disney. I look at all the trim. I look over like everything is clean. So mm -hmm. meticulously clean. And I think that like that type of experience, you settle in. And as much as I'm not a Disney fan, like you go to Disney and you're just like, this really is a high level operation just is it's it is premium and some of the things nowadays i hear they you know fall short on the delivery you know food and all that other stuff but but what that experience is that you what you need to take away from that as a fitness owner or a gym owner is like man those little details if your place is like nike clean all the time man like is your floor <laughs> not like kind of dusty and a little bit and maybe that's not your vibe but that's i yeah. was looking at like is this apple store nike store 
yeah. Equinox level stuff. And some of that is just attention to detail and not a ton of money. So you can, what, what can you get? What, what things can you cover to increase your vibe? That's not a tremendous investment. And now you can really be like, you know, these guys, it's, pr- it's really clean. It's nice. They're next door to the, you know, they're whatever down the street. And these actually, they actually teach strength classes and they help me with my nutrition. And I still go do the Nike fuzzy fitness stuff, you know, once or twice a week, but I like getting in and being able to lift heavy, or I like going in and get to sit around with this group of people afterwards. Cause the Nike folks just kick us out and, um, or whatever that is, you know, cause you'll have an opportunity to be more locally based community focused than Nike is going to have their studios be most likely, but they're still going to crush it. Know this. And there's going to be a lot of hype when they come to town. Don't get mad. I'll tell you this. Don't get mad. Do what you do. Differentiate it. Don't shit on what they do because a lot of people are going to like this. That's going to be one thing is you don't got to shit on it. Just be different. Um, just right. be different and know that some of the things you do that are the same are things worth talking about too. You know, hey, we got group classes. We do this. We also can help you with this and this and charge twice as much as Nike does. Then yeah. that people won't. But then you got to deliver. Yeah. And it is. It, yeah. That's a whole nother area of continuing to make sure that I was seeing somebody talking about this the other day, where it was this every, anytime you get plugged in any type of consultancy, or you start talking to anyone that's a mentor or whatever it is, they'll, they'll push this idea of how much marketing we talk about a lot of marketing, but it's like, so you, so you end up spending a ton of time chasing leads, trying to get leads, doing all this kind of shit. But those people that are pushing you there, they're not talking to you about fulfillment. And this is why you and I spend a great deal of time saying like, it's, you have to be good at yeah. what you do. Yeah. Like you have to give a shit about your clients. Like there has to be that element because the fact is your attrition rate may be dog shit for how long you can keep people. Cause you're just not any fucking good at mm-hmm. keeping people. So like giving them a free gift when they're normally canceling is not going to make up for the fact that you've sucked dick for three months <laughs> and they just want to get the fuck out of the relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like, what about the shaker cup? Like, dude, no, 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 no. Like yeah. we, we, there's so much more to solve. There's one thing on the Nike thing that's going to happen. And I think as long as you don't live in California and New York, it's you are going to capitalize on this. It's they are a major brand which means they are going to go with whatever is popular is going to be what their marketing is going to be. Yeah. So however you feel about the most woke topics that exist right now, as you're listening to this, understand that the Nike brand is going to do that. Yeah. And if they have members that if you happen to live where I live, which is a rural spot where you're going to see a little bit more Trump signs than anything else, it's understand that they will, as a brand, alienate people that live in your community. Yeah. And they're going to be far. They're going to be, it's going to be a while before they get to you too. So you're also going to have a bit of time oh, before sure. they're, they're in your, like, listen, where I'm at, me ain't on their list. Me ain't <laughs> on their list at all. Um, but also I'll tell you this, that's not to say it wouldn't work here. This is what I'm saying is if, if they could rack rapidly scale and they parked mm-hmm. one here right now, they would fucking kill it. Fucking kill it. And I don't think it would be to the detriment of uh, a bunch of the other locations in town. I don't think you get a ton of people moving. I think you get a ton of new people. Tons of new people get fired up about it. Also, people would just go double, have a do, people yeah. with ex- disposable income would just do both. I, so, listen, I, I, mean, I, I, love to, I love to compete with one. 
That's what yeah. I, that's that's the way I look at it. And so, well, that's what we got for news. We covered Nike. We covered the CrossFit Games. We'll save some of the other stuff for later. Um, yeah, let us know what you think about this episode. So we just kind of covered some current events. Uh, if you hate some of our opinions in the beginning, uh, <laughs> and I do respect your opinion as long as you're not cunty about it, I'd love to hear it. Especially you, Tyler. So I'm going to shoot. Uh, I'm, I am going to send him a message because they're, they're they are actually very involved in some of that other stuff, and they're they are they are good people. But I've seen it from them, and I have I don't want to be like message him like oh, I think you're wrong. I just, I just <laughs> don't force my opinion on anybody. I'm going to tell him to check this episode out because they are they are they are good people. So, um, but yeah, if you think I'm off base, yeah, let me know, or let me know what you think could be done, um, could be done with that situation, specifically on the adaptive side of things, and as well as on the drug testing side for the CrossFit game. Because I think there's some there's some holes to be filled there. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Make sure you go to gymownersrevolution.com. Join the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Uh, if you have any questions for John and I, you can follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. N. Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast. And you can find John at jbanksfl. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week.